can trust. Iowa quarterback Joey Labus entered the transfer portal this morning. Labus led the Hawkeyes to their 21-0 win over Kentucky in the Music City Bowl last season. If the Bears decide to make a coaching change after the season, then Washington offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy will reportedly get serious consideration for the job. Four Heisman Trophy finalists were announced last night. Jaden Daniels, Marvin Harrison Jr., Bo Nix, and Michael Penix. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take a look at two of our four regional teams coming up here. Uh, Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog on those Chicago Bears. What do they do? What are they trying to find out about their team? Well, I guess in particular their quarterback down the stretch as they've got a couple of decisions to make because Carolina's not getting any better. And they own the number one pick, and the Bears own Carolina's pick in the upcoming April draft. Dane Mazzatani right now, he covers uh, the Minnesota Vikings for the St. Paul Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com. Dane Trenton, Ken, as always, uh, thank you for finding time for us. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. What would you do on your bye week? The players are off. Is the media off as well? Yeah, we get a little bit of a break. Uh, I actually went out to the East Coast for a few days. Um, my girlfriend's family's from out there, so we had some family time and got back Sunday night, rested, recharged, ready to go for the stretch run. And ready to figure out who's going to be quarterback when the Vikings take the field against Do They've got the Raiders next. Is that their next game? Yep, Raiders in Vegas. In yep, Vegas, yeah. Who is going to be the starting quarterback? Who do you think ultimately O'Connell will turn to? Yeah, no official announcement until tomorrow, but I, I just I just feel like it's going to be Josh Dobbs. I, do I understand people maybe having some trepidation with that because of the, the amount of turnovers over the past couple of weeks, but I just think when you've seen him at his best at the peak of his powers, uh, the Vikings looked the part of a dangerous team. I think anybody else you pick – is almost just accepting defeat and saying, oh, we hope we can sneak into the playoffs where we won't be a threat at all. I think if you can get Josh Dobbs feeling good about his game and in the right system, um, there is at least a ceiling there. Um, I think you significantly lower your ceiling if you choose anyone else. Just a couple weeks ago, the Vikings are sitting at 6-5. and five. It doesn't look like there's any kind of contender that can push them. they got a home game against the godforsaken Bears in front of them. Mm-hmm. And now, very quickly, things can change. Now, sitting at 6-6, six and six, here come the Rams, here come the Packers, after them trying to chase them down. How different has the temperature been after, it wasn't a foregone conclusion, but feeling really good. How different is the temperature now in Minnesota after that loss on Monday night and seeing everybody else start to catch up to them fighting for that last playoff spot? Yeah, I mean, the fans, I think, are feel like the sky's falling, and I can't blame them. Um, it, it really is a week-to-week league, and like you said, two and a half weeks ago, it looked like the Vikings were on top of the world, going to walk into the playoffs, maybe even catch the Lions, um, and, and now they're tied with the Packers and the Rams, like you mentioned. Still above that playoff cut line, um, but you can't be feeling really good. So I think the temperature in the cities not great, <laughs> but I think the team actually feels like uh, they can return a corner, if you will, you know, Kevin O'Connell's talked a lot about momentum this season. You've seen it both ways. They lost three games to start the year, won five straight. Now they're losers of two in a row. 
if you can nip this in the bud uh, starting on Sunday against Vegas, uh, I think you can still feel pretty good about the season, at least here heading into the final five weeks. Um, and, and that's kind of the focus. Um, you hear it all the time, one game at a time. Um, never has that been more true than with the Vikings heading into Las Vegas on Sunday. Well, we asked you one of the questions about the quarterback. Obviously, the other big question out there is Justin Jefferson, and it looks as though all systems are go, Dane, for when they uh, take the field at Allegiant at 3.05 on Sunday afternoon? That's the plan. I think he's going to be at least back going 100% full reps-wise. I think you never know with a hamstring just how it's going to respond in the game itself. Um, but I don't think the Vikings have any worry about just the way he's going to be able to play the position moving forward. And that's great news. Um, I, I think it, it was easy to kind of lose sight of the fact that they lost their best player for seven weeks because of how well they performed for those five weeks, you know, leading up to that recent two game losing streak. If I told you seven weeks ago that the Vikings were going to lose Jefferson for seven games and they were going to win five of them. Mm. I think people would have taken that. So, uh, but yeah, anytime you can infuse that much talent into the offense, um, like you will when Jefferson returns, it's going to be a good thing. It's going to help whoever is the quarterback. It's going to help guys like Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all systems go. It seems um, we'll see the practice report tomorrow, but I don't anticipate anything out of the ordinary. Um, with Jefferson at least heading into this week. An NFL-high 24 turnovers on the season. It's not just the interceptions, though they piled up last Monday night against the Bears. It's also uh, Madison putting it on the turf, a whole bunch throughout the course of the season. Is that something that can be coached out of the team? It's almost the opposite opposite conversation of a year ago when all the turnover luck was going their way. Is it just equaling out this year, or are there things that can be done to mitigate what has been a big problem for the Vikings? Yeah, I, I kind of twofold answer because the truth is, like with fumbles, like a lot of that is just by chance, right? Like mm-hmm. you can harp on ball security, but how many times do you see guys fumble and then the, their teammate recovers it and you don't remember that fumble and five days later? So I think there is some luck to it. I think turnover luck is definitely a thing, um, and the Vikings have been on the wrong side of that a lot this year. Uh, as far as the interceptions go, though, those are the ones I think you can kind of coach out of a, a player. Um, whoever the quarterback is going to be, whether it's Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, or Darren Hall, say it's Josh Dobbs, uh, four interceptions in one game, like, yes, absolutely, you can coach that out of him. Um, and I think that is something that if they choose Josh Dobbs to be their guy moving forward, um, Kevin O'Connell will really work towards doing. Um, I, I think part of why he's throwing those interceptions against the Bears and you know, turning the ball over at an alarming rate is because I think he's being asked to be a little bit too much. Um, I think in a lot of ways, Kevin O'Connell asked Josh Dobbs to be Kirk Cousins on Monday mm-hmm. Night Football against the Bears, and he's not Kirk Cousins. Um, he's not a guy you're going to drop back and tell him read coverages. And, um, you know, he's a backup quarterback for the, for the most of his career with an unpredictable skill set um, that I think you can maximize. And I think if they end up going with Dobbs, um, they will have worked to figure out what he does best. But, yeah, fumbles, uh, give or take. Uh, you can try and coach ball security. Interceptions, you absolutely can coach out of a guy. 
Um, so, yeah, it's both ways, but the Vikings certainly have to avoid turnovers moving forward. Uh, with the five games that they have left, they've got six wins now, six and six as they come out of their bye week at Vegas, at Cincy, Detroit at home, Green Bay at Detroit to end the season. I mean, four and one gets you in, I believe, with, uh, you know, you're not sitting, you're not sweating. I think you're in if you win four. Three and two, does that get you in, Dane? I mean, with the Rams being in the hunt, with the Packers playing better now, I know it's tough to say with the tiebreakers, but four and one and you're comfortably in, would you go that far? Yeah, four and one, I think you can book it. They'll they'll be going to the playoffs. I think three and two gets them in. I think if they can get to nine and eight, not the sexiest record, but I think that will get you in in the NFC where the the entire bottom half of it um, is kind of just teams jockeying for position. Um, and I think that it is a pretty top-heavy conference right now. Um, but I think if you if the Vikings can get to nine wins, which would the easiest way to do that would be to beat Aiden O'Connell in, in the Raiders on Sunday, mm-hmm. to beat an old friend, Jake Browning, That's right. in yeah. Cincinnati next week and then to win one of the final three games. Um, I think the the Green Bay game on New Year's Eve, to your point earlier, uh, looked like a cakewalk a month ago, and it certainly won't be that anymore. Um, but I still think you probably have a better chance beating Green Bay at home than beating the Lions at all. So win those three games, you're in the playoffs, I think. I just noticed that uh, that's New Year's Eve Sunday night yeah. football. How sweet is that oh, for yeah. us? And not yeah. likely to be flexed out, right? I think uh, that one's going to be locked now in Now it there. stays, I yes, agree. absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, Dane, you know, Flores and what he's done with this defense, obviously Daniil Hunter and what he's doing in terms of sack numbers, it, it's going to be a big part of the conversation. But that defensive backfield with uh, Murphy Jr., what he has put up this year, yep. what one of the best cover corners all season long, near the top of the league in passes deflected. And then Cam Bynum, who doesn't have the numbers, but boy, you just watch him. Both those guys have been so impactful for a defensive backfield I thought had a ton of questions coming into the year. Yeah, for sure. We we knew about Harrison Smith, but like you mentioned, Byron Murphy Jr., I think he's far exceeded anybody's expectations just with what he's been able to do both inside, outside. He's asked to do a lot at that cornerback position. Um, he certainly lived up to that billing. Cam Bynum, like you said, he plays every snap, um, and he's just the epitome of consistency. Um, the Vikings really found a special player in Cam Bynum, I think. Yep. And then a guy like Josh Metellus, um, he was a special teams guy heading into this season. You mentioned Brian Flores. He he saw something in Josh Metellus, and he's used him unlike any player I've really seen be used on defense. He's 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 asked to be a safety sometimes, a linebacker sometimes. Sometimes he's asked to be a rush end, and whatever has been put on Josh Metellus's plate, uh, he's he's really excelled at it. So. A lot of people want to harp on well, the, the pick for Lewis Seen, and he's looking like a bust. Mm-hmm. But if the Vikings found two safeties of the future in Cam Bynum and Josh Metellus, I think you can stomach a you know maybe a, a whiff along the way. But yeah, the whole entire secondary has, I think, far exceeded expectations, um, and they're going to need to continue to do that and, and then play up to their potential here. Um, if the Vikings are going to go three and two or four and one down the stretch, uh, this is obviously a question for for March. The bit better answered, but I'm going to ask it anyways. The way Harrison Smith is playing, um, does does this give him a chance to earn another year as a Viking? Because it seemed like this was the door was closing after this year. Is there a chance he's back? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I think if he wants to play football again, say he doesn't want to retire and hang him up and say I'm good. 
Um, I think if he wants to play in the NFL next year, that the Vikings will do everything in their power to make sure it's for them. Um, I think it's just worked out so well this year with, with Brian Flores and, and you've seen it like last year, just, it wasn't Harrison Smith. He was asked to play right. center field, 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. And this year you've seen him moved around a ton, blitzing all over the formations and um, it's worked out well. I think he has a little bit left in the tank. He's shown that this year. If, you know, he's recently a, a, a new father. If, if he decides he wants to be a family man and hang up the cleats, I can't blame him. Um, I would argue Canton for that guy. I think he's been mm. that good for that long. Um, but if he wants to play again, I think it'll be for the Vikings. Hope it is. Good stuff. Dane Mazzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com. Dane, thank you for jumping on with us. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Dane. For sure. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Dane Mazzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press, as we check in on the Vikings. So checking in on their final five. Yes. The the, the two games. Uh, Vegas, they should win, right? What's the number in that game? Uh, good question. Now, they haven't beaten an AFC team so far this year. They lost to Denver. Mm-hmm. They, they lost to Kansas City. So this would be their final AFC West go-round. They are favored by three, currently, are the Vikings in Vegas. Uh, Aiden O'Connell? Yes. Yeah. He's all right. He's okay. Yeah, he's, he's better than he's I thought. He's got a chance. I never thought he would throw an NFL pass, and here he is. Uh, the Cincinnati game at Cincy mm-hmm. looked like a, you know, prior to last night, looked like, well, that's a win. Well, not when you're taking on Hall of Famer Jake Browning. And he looked phenomenal. Trent, he really did. <laughs> I loved after the game. He said, I haven't won a game in a while. It's true. He hasn't. Um, but, boy, he was good last night. He threw for over 350. Uh-huh. He was terrific. Then the last three. Uh, home and away with Detroit, and sandwiched in between there is a home game on New Year's Eve. You mentioned the Packers. You mentioned four and one. Four and one. They're in. They're in. Yeah. Yeah. What's more likely? They go four and one or two and three? Two and three. I agree with you. This schedule mm-hmm. is a lot more daunting. Yep. The Raiders game is. It's not easy. Nope. It's a road game. Yep. There'll be a crap ton of Vikings fans out there. There certainly will. Flights out of Minneapolis. I told you this a couple weeks back from some of my buddies that were making their way out yep, there. Yep. Out of Minneapolis. You can't get there. And this was back in October, late October, for less than 1200 bucks huh. for a direct from Minneapolis. There's plenty of flights from Minneapolis bucks. to sure. Vegas, too. You can get out there for less than 1200 bucks. Isn't that wild? There's a lot that are going to be there. But still, yeah. not an easy game at minimum. At Cincy now? It looks a lot more difficult. It looks a lot more difficult. And then do you have to split with Detroit? Yes, at minimum. Can you split with Detroit? Yeah. And then the Packers. Playing well. Playing well. And they, they hammered Green Bay at Lambeau. Jordan Love. He's looks, been way better. Look, he's he figured he, it out. They, you know what? I've seen enough. He's yep. a starting quarterback in the NFL. I believe that. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk to Jeff Hughes on the Bears next. What do they want to see in their final five? Uh, we'll get Jeff Hughes' opinion on that when we come back. Trent's plays of the day still to come. Heavy night of college basketball. Some good college basketball uh, coming our way this evening. Of course, tomorrow. What time are the women? Are they 7 o'clock tomorrow night? Iowa, Iowa State? Uh, tip time in Nick. Yeah, I got it right here. Let's see. Tip time tomorrow night, 6 o'clock on the deuce. Perfect. That works. And then 7 o'clock on Thursday? 6.30. There was a time change for oh, that Oh, I remember one. seeing the announcement. That's right. Yes. That will be 6.30 on ESPNU. Okay. Well, pretty good night once we get through tonight. Uh, no doubt about it. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk Bears. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Explain from your side. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515 225 8866 for a free estimate or go online. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on. Conclusions apply. The Neighborhood Tavern at 1350th Street in West Des Moines is under new ownership. And it's now Bevy's Tavern. It's a great place to unwind. After a long day, catch up with friends, catch a ball game over delicious drinks and tasty bites. Come eat, come sip, and come socialize. Bevy's Tavern with new ownership at 1350th Street, just off 235. Hello. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renner's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renner's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528- 44HCI.com. Hi, Miller and Kong, and welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, 1230 
on a Tuesday. Murph and Andy have won the drive with Heather and company uh, from 3 until 6 here today. Uh, let's get to Jeff Hughes, TheBearsBlog.com. Chicago Bears, last time we saw them was on Monday night. They'll come back against the Lions this week, finish at Cleveland, home to Arizona, home to Atlanta, at Green Bay. Jeff Hughes. Uh, Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. It's a very important five weeks, or maybe their minds are made up. Uh, on uh, the future of their quarterback, Justin Fields. They're going to have Carolina's first overall pick. Uh, there's a couple of, uh, I think, first overall pick-worthy uh, candidates out there. Uh, are you in the same camp as I am that um, it's really interesting to see what the Bears are going to do with Justin Fields and how important this five weeks is? I, I go back and forth, guys, on, on whether or not these five weeks have any value whatsoever. I, I do find it somewhat hard to believe that this general manager at this stage of Justin Fields' career would not have made up his mind as to how he's going to progress into this offseason. If these five games are as important as determining the future of the quarterback position, I think I would question the logic there. Uh, This is not a relevant team. They are not playing a ton of relevant games. What, What would be his benchmarks for Justin Fields to pass on a quarterback with what's going to be a top-two pick. I, everyone seems to believe it'll be the first pick. I don't see a scenario where New England could win another game, not with those quarterbacks. So I would say they're going to have a top-two pick. Mm-hmm. One of these two quarterbacks will be available. And I just believe Ryan Poles will take this opportunity to hit the reset button at that position, continue to build around that position, and move on from Justin Fields. Justin Fields, if we see real growth here over the final month plus of this season, we see that, at minimum, this is a guy that can be a starter for the next half decade in the NFL. What kind of return do you anticipate that the Bears will be able to get for him in the trade market? I don't, I don't know that there's any value at all uh, in the trade market for him right now. It, and but when I say I don't know that there's any value at all, I've heard people say a second-round pick. I just don't, I just don't know how that's viable right now. What is Justin Fields? Justin Fields is an electric runner mm-hmm. with big playability who has an awful hard time staying on the field. Why as a team do you want that guy at the price of a second round pick? Now, can he get a third? Yeah, perhaps. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking about third round picks, to me, I'm talking about mid range value crapshoot draft pick. So, I don't think there is this desire around the league to get in the mix here and acquire Justin Fields that a lot of fans seem to believe exists. I just don't see it. And I think the biggest problem Justin Fields has is that he just does not stay on the field consistently, and that is a direct result of the way he plays the game. That The way he plays the game is not viable long-term. And until he shows... He could stand in a pocket and beat an opposing defense consistently. I don't think this league is clamoring to make him a starting quarterback. Uh, with with their other pick, if they do take a quarterback early, do they try and shore up the offensive line? Or, and Harrison will likely be off the board, but Neighbors, the kid from LSU, and Odunze from Washington. Odunze's got the size. Neighbors is kind of uh, undersized for the position. Um would they, would they take a receiver? Would they would they shore up the offensive line? Give them say you know some help up front. This offensive line is getting better every single week, and they are young. 
Tevin Jenkins has become a mauler at guard. Darnell Wright and Braxton Jones are starting tackles, and they're playing like starting tackles. I don't think an offensive lineman is a necessity early in this draft. This team has the biggest need in the sport at pass rush. And at that spot, I'll take a shot on somebody who can get me 10 sacks a year if there's somebody like that available. I look at these top picks now and say, who comes into the sport and makes an immediate impact? Pass rushers and wide receivers. You got a guy you like at one of those positions, the Bears have a distinct need at those two positions, that's where I go. And one of the things that has sort of haunted this Bears season, it's gone sort of under the radar because it started so badly. They beat Detroit. They beat Denver if they have pass rush consistently at the ends of those games. You don't blow big leads late when you can get to the opposing quarterback. So I think Ryan Poles knows that. Montez Sweat has been a wonderful. He really has. Even, be- yep. even better than I even better than I than I had sort of imagined. Get him a running mate on the other side. Get the pass rush short up. And then maybe you're looking at a spot where a young quarterback can come in and be successful as a rookie. I uh, was perusing through some NFL numbers last night, and they obviously don't paint the whole picture. The Bears' defense right now is ninth in the NFL in total yards allowed, which was surprising. Yet points allowed, they're 28th in the league. Uh, those right. two things don't don't exactly marry real well together. So, uh, what is that? Does that paint any kind of picture to you, or tell you any kind of story about this Bears defense? I, I was looking at the same numbers for my Friday game. <laughs> just said, I just said, those that doesn't really add up. Uh, well, here's one of the problems: they turn the ball over too much. The quarterback turns the ball over too much and gives gives the opposing offenses short fields. They have just been a solid defense now for six or eight weeks. They struggled against the Chargers, but other than that game, they have been a solid defensive unit that has struggled late in games when opponents decide we're going to abandon the run and we're just going to throw it every down. Because that's when you find the hole in the defense, which again is the pass rush. But look at what this defense has become. The secondary is performing as well as you could ask them to perform. Jalen Johnson has been one of the five best corners in football this year. Mm-hmm. The inside linebackers, who we all criticized as being overpaid, have looked anything but overpaid down for over a month. The interior of the defensive line, Billings has been great. Dexter has come on. Uh, Justin, uh, Justin Jones has made plays. And now with Sweat, you're starting to see the picture. And I'll add one other component, because I know it's really rough when you want to praise the guy. Matt Eberflus has done a wonderful job since taking over that defense. Do I think Matt Eberflus is a great head coach? No, I've seen so many bonehead sideline moments. But the guy can coach a defense, and he has proven it this season. And I think that defensive performance trend and those numbers are what he walks into Ryan Poles' office with and says, here's my resume. I know I haven't won enough, but look at what you've given me on defense and what I've done with it. I can coach this team. Maybe we would reset on the offensive side of the ball, new coordinator, new quarterback, and give me a chance here. Now, it sounds very Bearsy to do that, but that's going to be 
that's going to be the argument he made. Yeah, <laughs> very Bearsy, well put. <laughs> hey, my last thing for you, Jeff, and I hate to bring up the Packers because I know Bears fans thought finally it's over. <laughs> um, where are you on Jordan Love? Has, has he turned a corner to you where he looks like, you know what, not saying he's Favre, not saying he's Rodgers, but he's an efficient starting quarterback, and maybe the Packers, the demise of the Packers has been greatly exaggerated? Oh, it's been greatly exaggerated. I think one of the reasons it has is just how – one of the things I didn't understand about Rodgers wanting out of there so badly was I looked at that team last year and said, man, they got a ton of young talent. This seems like the kind of group he'd want to be with for the next few years with all these weapons on the outside. What, I, what I've noticed from that team, though, is Matt LaFleur finally has control of the yeah, offense. Great, great they point. Are running, yep. They are running his – offense and not Aaron Rodgers' offense, and Jordan Love is showing he can be proficient in that offense. Now, the other night, I know Chris Collinsworth can sometimes be a lunatic, but praising Jordan Love for throwing these jump balls that somehow get caught is a little much for me. But here's what Jordan Love's going to be. The new model in these Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur offenses, the new model is Brock Purdy. Do you have the guy who won't cost you a fortune, who can execute your offense and enable you to put a bunch of wild athletes around him that are difficult to defend. If you have that guy, you're ahead of the curve. And I think that's what Purdy gives Shanahan, and that might be what Love gives LaFleur. Love gives LaFleur a mid-range quarterback he doesn't have to pay hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to, who can execute his offense and let him keep pounding the opponent with speed, speed, speed all over the field. I think they have looked so good lately, and I will not be surprised if they're, if they're a problem for somebody in that first round of the playoffs. So you mentioned Eberflus, and you're right, since he's taken over the play-calling duties, and what a wild Monday that was at Hallis Hall, <laughs> and just the ridiculous nature yeah, uh, that, forgot, that went down. I, forgot, I, forgot, I, I literally forgot about it but just now. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was very trespassing. Yes, yes, it was. And well, unfortunately, we've had a lot of those days as Bears fans. <laughs> yeah. There, there will be somebody else though taking over in all likelihood as the head coach next season. Jim Harbaugh's been bandied about. We had an update right at the top of the hour here talking about Bietemy uh, might be a consideration. How do you want this to work? How do you want this to look with obviously the reorganization of the front office and the way it looks from the team president on down? How does this ultimately play out, and who's a head coach that you would be looking for? I mean, I've been, I've been looking for Jim Harbaugh now for a decade, and uh, we all know Jim Harbaugh has absolutely zero desire to go back to college football. He just, uh, th- th- this has been too much. I think he feels he's being persecuted. He wanted out last year, just didn't seem to find the right opportunity. The Bears can keep going down this road of, we'll hire the coach, we'll hope he's the right guy, He'll pair off with a, with a guy on the other side of the ball. We'll hope that guy's the right guy. We'll build. We'll fire in five years and reset. And just they can keep doing that. Or they can hire this year a guy who comes with a ready-made program and becomes immediately, immediately the face of your football operation. Jim Harbaugh is not only a great coach, and he is a great coach. He is one of the best staff builders in all of football in recent memory. Look at the staff at Michigan. He finds these kids, young coaches, who come in, and when they leave, there is, there is absolutely zero loss to the franchise or to the program when they leave. They leave, he has another guy waiting in the wings. 
Jim Harbaugh, sta- now he might not stay 10 years, mm-hmm. but he stabilizes your franchise for the next five to seven years. And I'll tell you this, and I, I've, I've said this to some people. Imagine going into this draft in April with the first pick in the draft again. Is there anybody you'd want making that pick more than Jim Harbaugh, who has seen all these quarterbacks, has prepared for all these quarterbacks, has a guy he's coaching right now who he's mm-hmm. waxing poetic about all over the Internet. Adam Johns has a piece about that today. I just think if you want to stabilize this franchise moving forward, Jim Harbaugh is the only guy who does that. Not saying the enemy won't be a good coach. Not saying Ben Johnson won't be a good coach. Not All I'm saying is there is one guy out there who when he steps in the door, you don't have to worry about your staff or your program or your players acting out or your assistant coaches getting raided by the FBI. All that's gone. <laughs> the second you... It sounds crazy. It that does. It this does. Year. I know. I know. Um, that happened this year. So all that goes away when this is Jim Harbaugh's program because Jim's leading you out of the tunnel every Sunday and Jim Harbaugh doesn't lose. No. Even the people who don't like Jim Harbaugh, there's no argument to be made that he loses. He has never lost at any level of his coaching career. He will not lose in Chicago. And I think this roster right now will appeal to him. There is a lot of young talent on this roster. And then you give him the opportunity to choose his own quarterback. I'm not sure there's a better spot for him in the league right now than Chicago. Sold. Uh, You Mm -hmm. got me. Good stuff. Jeff Hughes, thebearsblog.com. Jeff, thanks for popping on. Good to reconnect with you. I look forward to doing it again. I know that you've cut back significantly, so thanks for finding time for Trent and I. Appreciate it. Nope. Always for you guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Jeff Hughes as we check in on the Chicago Bears. We'll check in on Trent's plays of the day when we come back. Our final segment is next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106. Meyer Squibb and Pfizer. Tutty's Tavern at 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines is now open and under new ownership. Featuring 50 beers on tap with a huge local selection. Tutty's Tavern is the upscale sports bar you've been looking for. With great steaks, lobster tails, sandwiches, burgers, and an oyster bar. With oysters five different ways, score a touchdown at Tutty's Tavern. 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines under new ownership. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Real quick, never mentioned that yesterday, and I went to this morning in our open. 
Uh, and I know it was Saturday. It's a couple of days ago. But that was a good win for Drake against Mo State over the weekend. I'll take your word for it. it no, I didn't see it. <laughs> but, I mean, just the way they handled them, beat them by, yeah, you're in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, there was a lot of, I don't know, angst maybe, worry that uh, they, they, they pounded Valpo, and here comes Mo State. This will really be a test. Well, they passed that with flying colors, so well done. Uh, Heather today doing her show. She is solo with Sean Robertsoff. She's at Overtime. Uh, that's Lindsay Fennelly's uh, new endeavor, the new gym in Ames. Uh, John Walsh is going to be a part of it. I believe Micah Byers is stopping by. Bill Fennelly stopping by. Uh, pretty good Iowa State contingency. Brent Bloom will be a part of the show today. So uh, Heather will be in Ames at Overtime Gym uh, for you Cyclone fans and the listening audience. For those folks like to listen to what Trent's playing, <laughs> it is that time. It's a really good slate of college basketball tonight. It is. And I dabbled a lot. Uh, 16? 14? No, not that far. We got 10 in the app right now, though. Is there an NBA listed amongst them? There is one, and that's where I want to start. Last night, I'm glad I didn't. Both games, I was close to taking both favorites, and I would have been clubbed in both of them. How yeah. about that performance from Halliburton last night? Trent, he's unbelievable, isn't he? He is. Un- he's truly incredible. Listening, uh, there's a little post game on SportsCenter last night. I don't know who it was. I didn't see the Chiron or who was talking, but just they're just talking about him. He's sitting there in his polo shirt. He's just looking yeah. like a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, and then he goes out there, and he is such a baller, mm-hmm. and he is such a stud. And he makes a big three, and he skips down yep. the court. And just... the, the moment's not too big for no. him. He's, he's having a ball. He really is, yep. and he is an incredible player and yep. moves on to Vegas now. Playing for half a million dollars. How about that? Good for him. Yes. And the Pacers. Speaking of that, did you see what they're doing with the semifinals? I did not. They're marrying together the ESPN broadcasters with Stephen A. and Will Bond and the TNT guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not, I haven't seen the full details of it, but. So will they blend the crews? Yes. That's what it sounds like. And I'm going to have to take a look and see exactly how that's going to play out. That'll be interesting, right? It will. Uh, the TNT um, studio crew is just so much better. Well, everybody knows that, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the best studio. Studio show ever right it, yeah that's you know what who else is bar none it's really good there's not a second it's really good yeah yeah they are alone on a pedestal yep, yep. the way they are but yeah Stephen a and charles maybe fighting with each other that, that could be fun mm-hmm. we'll see exactly how that plays out but my one play tonight in the nba and by I, the way let me stop is that this weekend the, the event in vegas thursday night is the semifinals championship on saturday if memory serves uh, yeah okay and that's vegas by the way drake's playing in vegas this weekend i didn't know that drake's playing the, nevada in the Las vegas no 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 oh. the, the the bulldogs oh gotcha yeah the doggies not the, the doggies okay right. yeah. gotcha uh where are they playing the south point i know south point has a tournament they do maybe they are that's usually out there about this time of year. They take I know on the rodeos going full swing. Or... Oh, one of only fourteen undefeated teams left in college basketball. Steve Alford's Nevada, Nevada Wolfpack. Yeah, right. At the where is it at? Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. And that might be where the AHL team plays. Could be. I know the WAC championship has been held there. Um, a couple of the other ones that have been there in the past, as we have what. Four or five different tournaments that are happening. Trent, Vegas is growing like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. So that's where that'll be a big game for it Drake. It is a big a spot. Big opportunity yep. for them. Uh, one play in the NBA. Okay. It is the Knicks. I'm going to grab the five with the Knicks tonight as they take on the Bucks. 
Bucks just can't get stops defensively. The Knicks are the best defensive team in the league. I think they'll slow them down. I'll grab the five here and take the Knicks. I was disappointed in Boston last night because I had a very nice ticket on them mm-hmm. to win this in-season tournament and then went awry. Then we have nine plays. That's right, nine of them here in college basketball. All right, you don't just close your ears because you're going to scoff at this one. What is it? Uh, we have the under tonight in Army as they take on Lamoni. A new entry into the D1 foray. We're going to grab the over at 134. Two teams just terrible on the defensive end. Oh, speaking of over, I got to tell you this story quickly. Last night, I uh, gave you the under in the Cal Poly Oregon State game. Goes to overtime, 49 apiece. Cruising. Yep, you're home free. Goes to double overtime. Oh, boy. 70 63 final. I lose it by a half point. Oh, my God. There was 98 points in regulation. I had under 132 and a Doesn't half. Doesn't that drive you nuts? <laughs> it's. That, that, that would make me want to take a couple of days off. No, no. We come back with, <laughs> with nine games of college basketball. Give me Wisconsin at Michigan State tonight plus the five and a half. I'll lay it with the Sooners. Oklahoma minus four and a half against Providence. Georgia minus four and a half at home against Georgia Tech. Stephen F. Austin, they're laying three in the hook. Give me Loyola tonight against Tulsa. Big number undefeated BYU against Evansville. I got the Purple Aces plus 24 and a half. Wrap it up with UConn minus five and a half. And Indiana, the Hoosiers getting seven and a half at Michigan State. Uh, is that the Peacock game? Both the Big Teners are Peacock. All right. Good don't stuff. love that. No, I don't love that at all, Trent. But I bitched and screamed about ESPN Plus, and now I love it. <laughs> now it worked out for you. <laughs> uh, Murph and Andy, they slide in here in five minutes. The drive with Heather and overtime Jim up in Ames today. A lot of cyclone conversation from 3 till 6. We're Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to 1. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.